Joel Embiid reminding people of Dr. J days as he plays right now for the 76ers of Philadelphia. LeBron James calling himself the king of New York after beating down the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. And Jordan Peele's independent horror film Get Out being called a comedy. Those three stories did not quite crack to the top ten this week per your responses on This is a Conversation. So what stories were there? We'll let you know in just a moment here for the weekly wrap-up podcast from thisisaconversation.com. This is for the week ending November the 18th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, your host for the podcast and the man behind all the goings on at the website, thisisconversation.com. Now, at that website, we do a lot of cool things, including talk to you via conversations that are headlines. Every single day, we post headlines all over social media and our website that you get to respond to. And via your response, we come up with this top 10 podcast every single week. So, three segments of the podcast we start off with the top 10 stories per your response so the more stories you responded to via your likes your loves your hates your shares your responses and of course uh, just telling people about that we tally those up and through the magic mojo of the internet and a spreadsheet math because i'm not very good at math we have the top 10 that's the first segment in the show the middle segment is what we do for right now today will be housekeeping but we usually have an interview segment with a newsmaker or a news wise person uh, and they'll play a game we call the brackets the brackets is a game where we take the top 10 stories and we reshuffle them in out of order so they're unfairly weighted and we present them two at a time and they basically get eliminated for a chance to talk about their top story of the week and finally we wrap up the end of the show with some other stories that didn't quite make it into the top 10 the rest of the top 15 and some other stories including the almost irrelevant story of the week this week we had 107 distinct headlines going through so we'll talk about that one later in the show this week we're not planning on having an interview segment uh we're getting close to the holidays and some scheduling things are not working out so well so we're going to take another day to do some housekeeping and i will do a semi mea culpa and a semi explanation on why two of the biggest stories of the week did not actually get put into the rotation for the conversation so we'll talk about that as well now, to have your say in all these conversations, it's very simple to get in. All you have to do is follow us on social media. On Twitter, look for TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, search for This is the Conversation. And then uh, on the website, just stop by thisisaconversation.com for all the stories there as well. And as we said, all you have to do is like a story, love a story, reply to a story, share a story, um, do what you will to interact with the story, engage with the story. And the more engagements that the story gets, the more we tally it up into the score for the weekly wrap-up podcast, this thing right here. So thank you so much for being part of what we've done so far. So let's go ahead and get into the top 10 uh, right now. And starting off with the number 10 story this week, and that is the story of Seattle Seahawks cornerback uh, co- uh, Richard Sherman rupturing his Achilles, Achilles tenion, tendon, say that three times fast, and out for the season. This actually happened last Thursday, during the last Thursday's Thursday Night Football and, well, Richard Sermon has been very, very vocal about not liking Thursday Night Football, and this is another reason for him not to like it. Now, here's the kind of kicker on Thursday Night Football. 
while many of the players aren't so big fans of it and many of the watchers of football are kind of out of sorts by watching games on Thursday, especially all the weird things to do with Color Rush. And last night they had the new Skycam, so you had the different angles. The money is there, and the money is there because TV's paying for it. And when you break it down, every single player, since every team basically plays one Thursday night game, every single player that plays a Thursday night game gets an extra $150,000 for that one game. And that's on top of their regular contract. That's the, the perks of having or the downfall of having to play on Thursday. They toss a little bit extra in your check, and that's extra money there. So most of the players say it's okay to deal with it because they're getting a little extra money. Now, your mileage may vary on that, and because Thursday games do throw the schedules off for many people, it does come out kind of weird. Your thoughts on Thursday games may or may apply here, but we know Richard Sherman is out for this rest of the season for the Seahawks. Number nine story of the week. This one has a bump in response uh, by about 14.5%. This one is a story that has a lot of people on the Internet perplexed. Blake Shelton named your 2017 People's Sexiest Man Alive. Now, this caused a lot of different places. It caused a lot of different lists of people a lot more sexy than Blake Shelton, who in some places was described as basically uh, a dad in mom jeans or, you know, a country man, fat, bod, sexy guy. We even have a response from last year's 2016 Sexiest Man Alive, uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, who talked about the things he did to keep things sexy and reminding folks that he is still sexy and he is still the sexiest Sexiest man alive. He just wasn't revoted for 2017. So your mileage may vary on Blake Shelton being sexy as well. Number eight story of the week, a San Francisco soccer club folds despite winning a championship. Uh, this one gets a bump in response about 38%, 38% on the dot, actually. Now, a, a minor league soccer club in San Francisco uh, won its championship in its inaugural season. So that's a great thing for the players out there and, and people who are, quote-unquote, living the dream, trying to stay alive in the soccer world. Uh, just see, get, you know, get noticed some there and at least still keep active, still playing. Most of these guys don't have much of a chance going to MLS or even going overseas, but they're still doing what they love, still doing great things, and still entertaining the masses. Except this club wasn't entertaining anybody and could not make the payroll. It just lost, ran out of money, ran out of funding, couldn't payroll for the rest of the summer to get to the next season, and they completely fold, even being the best team in that league, folding after one season. Go to the number seven story for the week. This one gets a bump in response about 4.3% from the number eight story. Tennessee fires Butch Jones after blowout loss at Missouri. And this is one that has close to home implications to me at home base in Little Rock because, well, let's start with the story here. Butch Jones was the head coach of Tennessee football, the University of Tennessee. They got lost to Missouri. They got lost. They lost to Missouri. They got beat by Missouri. Pretty bad. Missouri, uh... Not very known, not known for having a very good football team for the past couple of years. They've seen some sparks of life, but mostly they've been the butt of jokes and the baby brother of most teams, essentially the foil by the fault. Although, you know, every team on any given Sunday or Saturday in this case gets a chance to win, but they don't really get a chance to blow them out like they did to Tennessee. And from that, the next Sunday, Butch Jones was fired from that job. Now, this is something that has implications here because Missouri last year beat the team in the state I'm from, the state team, the University of Arkansas, on the last day of the season. There's a rivalry game called the Battle Line Rivalry for a big, really ugly trophy. 
where Missouri had basically tanked the entire season, and Arkansas was looking to flip-flop to make a decent season, and Arkansas got demolished in the second half of the game, basically didn't show up out of halftime. This year, Arkansas is looking at possibly firing their coach for just having another bad season, and Missouri, of course, the last game of the year. This game uh, coming up in next week, the rivalry weekend, may seal the fate of Coach Britt Bielema for Arkansas, or it just might this fate may already be sealed. It might just be just waiting the game out. We don't want to lose a bad game to Missouri, but they've been losing a lot of bad games to everybody else here in Arkansas. Now, the number six story gets a bump in response, 4.17%. Three dead students injured after shooting in multiple locations in rural northern California. Uh, early this week, there was a shooting that had happened in rural California, a rural a district where a man essentially uh, just went off his rocker and went on a shooting spree and ended up at a local elementary school. Three students died in the uh, attack, but the good news about this was, that if there is any good news, there was a lot of praise given to the teachers who went into the protocols for active shooters initially, uh, instantly, and were able to eliminate uh, the young man and, of course, keep the casualties down to a minimum. So there were many people injured in this, but not as many people as it should have, could have been. And, of course, only three students dead in this entire attack. The number five story for this week, this gets a bump in response, about 4.89%. It goes to Sylvester Sloan now getting his shot at the Weinstein Weinstein treatment. He is accused of sexually assaulting a teen back in 1986. Now, we are hearing lots and lots and lots and lots of talk about people who are having these issues from the past come out in the present, um, including Al Franken, who didn't quite make the top 15, so we'll drop him into the back end if we get a chance to for time. But here's the deal. It got really, really weird after Kevin Spacey was, um, of course, outed and outed uh, for what he did to the actor back when he was 14. And now we're hearing a lot about actors who've had their dabblings in this issue of sexual harassment and sexual assault with teenagers. Sylvester Stallone, just the latest one to drop out of the sky, essentially. And we'll find out more about how this thing actually plays out. But just a few days ago, Sylvester Stallone was accused of sexually assaulting a teen. And this happened, of course, back in the 80s. All these things seem to happen. Everything seemed to happen 20, 30-odd years ago. There's a lot of people, because of the, the, the groundswell of support coming out now, unfortunately, people are coming forth to come to light with the issues that happened in the past. And this will bring down a lot of people who, frankly, thought they got away with it. We're finding out you don't really get away with things eventually. At some time, light gets shined, shone, shone, lights get shined on, and the darkness dis dissipates. We're going to keep that in there. The number four story is Governor Scott Walker of Wisconsin Eliminating the minimum hunting age. That gets a bump of 16.1%. Now, this story, I wasn't sure it was going to actually stick around, but it did. In fact, it's the number four story of the week. I thought it was going to hover around the 9-10 spot and then maybe get bumped out late in the week. But no, Governor Walker does something pretty cool for Wisconsin kids, and there's no more minimum hunting age. So while that doesn't mean a five-year-old can go wandering around the woods by himself with a rifle, that means uh, families who are really into the hunting spirit can now take their kids to deer camp and go through all the iterations. And as long as all safety actions are required, all safety actions are taken care of, allow younger children to be a part of the sport of hunting. 
whether you agree or disagree with the sport or the if it's a sport or not. Uh, hunting is a very big thing for people in uh, the South, in rural areas, and it's something that uh, bonds a lot of families together. And it's a very popular and very, um, very lucrative sport, if you will, for people who deal with the hunting and, and all the garb and what's going on and the gear and equipment, of course. So Governor Walker eliminates the minimum hunting age for Wisconsin's, Wisconsinians, the folks of Wisconsin. So now they can be a growing sport for even younger people in the families. The number three story this week gets a bump in response, 5.1%. And this one uh, we posted late yesterday. We were having some debate over whether to actually keep it in because it technically falls in line with today's stuff. And we we're trying to trim up some of the stories to keep to make less of the overlap stories. But we figured, uh, what the heck, go Friday to Friday. Tourists in Kazakhstan were arrested for wearing Borat mankinis. So if you remember the movie Borat with Sasha Bornkorn playing um, Borat, the journalist from Kazakhstan, just basically wandering through the states, uh, playing this character, goofing on people. And he spent some time on the beach wearing this mankini thing that was basically a rubber band with straps on the shoulders. Because he was from Kazakhstan, some American dummies wandered through uh, the streets of Kazakhstan wearing the Bo- the Borat garb and, of course, got themselves picked up for that and had a stern talking to. Uh, nothing too serious in that one, but uh, the whole thing was pretty much ridiculous, and it shows why people think of us oftentimes as ugly Americans in more ways than one. Number two story for this week goes to Tiffany's. It gets a bump in response from the three-story 3.82%. This story is on Tiffany's opening a fourth-floor cafe with breakfast on the menu. Yes, now or at least very soon, you can have actual breakfast at an actual Tiffany's, the Tiffany's flagship store in New York City. You can go up there for breakfast at Tiffany's. That's going to be a pretty big thing. They're doing so many things in the area for Times Square in New York uh, to keep the tourists coming and keep things fresh there as some of the industries and some of the stores there. The stores are coming a bit more irrelevant because of internet shopping. You buy all these things online and for much cheaper from certain places, but the experience is what they're growing on, and so now you can have breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, maybe not any time you want. Maybe the menu's kind of Kind of limited, I'm sure, but there is now a chance to actually go to Tiffany's and have breakfast. And the number one story of the week, this gives a bump in response from 2 to 1, 73.9%. It actually is a bump from the 10 story, 296%, and from the almost relevant story, 13,776%. And uh, not that we know very much about this, but a Hall of Fame porn star dies at the age of 35. Her name was Shilas Dials, and that's all we're going to really say about that. Uh, a big name in the industry, Hall of Famer, and at the age of 35, I guess the Hall of Fame for porn stars is a little limited, I guess, especially since no one really knows who they are, or at least no one will admit to that in public who they are. But the death of Shilas Dials, uh, shocking the porn world, Hall of Fame star, dying at the age of 35. Those are the stories, the top 10 stories for this week from This is a Conversation per your response. Now, for next week to be a part of this top 10 to make sure that the stories you like, love, or hate get in here, 
All you have to do is follow us on social media. Look for TH underscore conversation on Twitter. Look for This is the Conversation and the whole thing. This is the Conversation on Facebook. Of course, make sure that we're set to come up in your feed and just go by our main website, thisistheconversation.com and check out the stories that list there as well. As you respond to the stories you like, you love, you share, you talk about them to other folks, they get more engagements and the more engagements get added into a spreadsheet from all of the platforms. They get tallied up, and we tell you which ones get the most love for the week. This one happens to be Charlotte Styles, the dead porn star. I'm not going to judge. We're just going to move on from there. So coming up in just a bit, we're going to do some house cleaning today, including uh, talking about why two of the biggest stories that hit the Internet this week did not get into this listing. I'll give you my explanation, and then you can tell me if you believe it or not. That's coming up in just a moment from... The weekly wrap-up podcast from thisistheconversation.com. It is great to have you respond to the stories you post on social media every week, getting what you think is your insights, what you think are important news stories. But it might be even greater for you, definitely greater for us, if you wanted to join our conversation survey panel. What is this conversation survey panel? It is a panel that gives you surveys, paid surveys, for your opinions. We have people who want your opinions on various things. It might be political thoughts. It might be consumer thoughts. It might just be how the weather is going. It depends on the category. It depends on the client. And it depends on you. Now, the big reason why we created this survey panel was I was personally frustrated with doing surveys online from having to requalify myself every single time I was given the chance to do a survey. In fact, doing two or three qualifying surveys over and over again because there's only a handful of actual survey companies with, uh, with a couple different hands in survey names. So you may redo the same survey three, four times for the same company and then eventually find out after going through the process, you don't qualify for the 20 cent paying survey and you spent about 30 minutes re-qualifying yourself. So we send you a survey link and you do the survey, we will pay you whatever the link says, just like that. You qualify yourself by doing the survey at the initial uh, application, which is just a quick form, at this is a conversation.com slash survey panel. It asks you some questions for demographics. We figure out from there which ones we should send you surveys to. We may send you additional free surveys just for information and additional surveys that will tell you we're looking to, to farm down some demographics. But that's we'll tell you right off the bat. If we tell you we're going to pay you so much money for a survey, you do that survey. We'll pay you within a week of closing the survey. Check it out at thisisaconversation.com slash survey panel. This is the conversation.com slash survey panel. Check it out. See if we can help you out and you can hopefully help us out as well. So how are we doing? Send us some feedback via the website. This is the conversation.com. And uh, look for the contact link and click on the link and let us know how we're doing with the podcast and the website and the social media links and everything out there as well. Uh, let us know how well we're doing, how not well we're doing. And, of course, 
You can always go to wherever you get your podcast from and leave ratings and reviews. Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever it exactly is called these days is still the granddaddy of them all because that's where one sends folks to. And people assume that Apple's the way to go. But remember, uh, there are plenty of people on the Android platform and various other different apps and different uh, podcast catchers that prefer to use it on other things. So you can check those out as well. Most of those have some way to respond to which was which so you can leave replies reviews whatever but the best thing to do is just go to the website and leave reviews right there on the website on the link for the podcast in the podcast post there for us that's the bulk of the actual housekeeping i have right there we're just looking for some feedback the only thing that we're looking for specifically is uh, we're looking for some help in booking some guests i'm going to have you tell us some good guests to try to shoot for within the podcast community or the community at large. We are looking to grow, expand, get this thing much bigger in the next upcoming year. We're using the next couple of weeks to do some more tweaking and playing around with some things. So don't go away because we want you to keep on listening and stay informed. And we definitely need your input in how things are going. But we are looking to do bigger and better for 2018. So we hope that you will help us do all that. And you can be a big help by letting us know some people that should be a part of the podcast. And if you are that people, then let us know that you want to be a part of the podcast. Very simple. This is a segment, of course, the second segment where we do the uh, news and reviews with the people and have the brackets game where we play off the top 10 to see which is the top story per the interview. E-er, I'm the interviewer, I guess, for the week. We had some very great uh, podcast interviews in the last couple of weeks, and we're going to have some good ones coming down the line, getting some people scheduled up for the last tail end of the year uh, and then going on and beyond. And one of the reasons why you want to make this thing a little bit bigger, get a little higher profile for 2018, is not that the guests we have hadn't been great, but we want to make sure that we're adding value to their time and not just you know stealing time from somebody who's just you know looking out for us to get a little time in there and make us get a little bigger. So we want to make sure that the audience is getting a growth and the uh, the uh, the ability to produce our stuff gets a little quicker and of course the product is good so that we have a bigger profile on there. Plus, it'd like it to make a little extra cash. It'd be great if it made a little extra money for itself and for me and the crew as well. Now, I did promise some explanation to two of the bigger stories of the week that did not get any play inside the listing for this is a conversation inside the social media listing and a sort of why. Well, as you hear me say often in the discussion of how these things get here uh, and very early, I said a lot in the growth of the podcast, especially when we're doing it on the daily level. A lot of the stories that we post up here are some of the stories that don't get a lot of love, don't get a lot of attention and sometimes get lost in the shuffle. We said in the initial opens about the breaking news that breaks for days and keeps other news out of the way, so we make sure that more stories get in there, more conversations, more news stories to get better adjusted to how people think they really want to hear the news or what they really want to talk about or what's really important. Because we know from a fact that the most important news story to a person is the thing that touches them the most. It doesn't matter what's going on in Capitol Hill. If there's a story about a person with some sort of disease and you have that disease, that story is probably going to touch you even closer and really get to your attention than, you know, the tax reform stuff that's going on right now. So this week I did not post a picture or a link to the picture that blew up the Internet's 
uh, with Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj did a uh, photo shoot for a magazine uh, and, and had a couple different um, photos of uh, the cover shot, which was uh, amazingly pornographic yet amazing, uh, has Nicki Minaj uh, barely dressed with Nicki Minaj touching Nicki Minaj in various other places. Actually, three Nick, Mickey Nicki Minaj's there. And there were some other pictures, some other shots inside that were triple Nicki Minaj doing triple X things in the photo shoot. Now, they were, everything was covered up, so nothing was necessarily um, truly pornographic. And yes, I know we talked about a dead porn star in this week's top 10. I put it there early, and it stuck all the way with week long, so much wasn't much I can do about that. But I did not put in the Nicki Minaj story because it, the way, basically the way it blew up. We we're doing some testing and doing some talking about some of the things we're putting in there. And, and that one, which didn't get a lot of mainstream attention, but on the Internet's got lots of love. We didn't put in there on purpose to see how the other stories would pan out. We also didn't put the story about President Trump having his issues with his water bottle as he gave his long speech coming back from Asia. And that was something that got a lot of Internet love as well, specifically when they brought up the fact that, A, he mocked Marco Rubio for doing essentially the same thing in a uh, comeback rebuttal speech to, from State of the Union from years ago, and B, he seemed to have a hard time, A, finding said water bottle and opening said water bottle and seemed to use his very big hands to hold a big bottle of water uh, to hand it for some weird reason. So the whole thing was awkward. Now, uh, we didn't do that one as well because, as well because, we didn't do that one as well because we are gauging some of the stories and some of the things that are going out. And by holding back some of them, we were seeing how other things do play out. A lot of the stories that we did post throughout the day got posted very late in the uh, in the day. A lot of things got posted uh, past ten o'clock uh, Central Time, when, so I guess because that's where I am. And some a lot of things posted overnight. Some of the overnight stuff got a lot of love, got a lot of reception. Believe it or not, maybe because it was a story that was basically broke earlier that people saw later on and kept going for a day or so. Some of the stories uh, that we find in the trending stories. Some of the stories we actually see early and put out there become bigger stories a few days after we've actually put them in the conversation, after we put them online. So uh, we may link to it early on, but it takes a little while for things to trend, for things to pick up. Believe it or not, even though this isn't the old days where you had to wait for your local reporter to pick up on a story and tell you about it, it does take a little time for enough people to see something for it to start to become an actual trend. And that is something that we were testing around this week. So we purposely put held back on two fairly big stories of the week to see how they would play against the other ones. And my hope was to have an interview this week with Kristen Knox, KV Knox. And what I was going to offer up to her was a chance to play the brackets with the 10 stories we just talked about in the top 10 or play a sudden death uh, two off with the Nicki Minaj versus the Donald Trump one. I know because she uh, used to, when I worked with her here at the radio stations I work with now, uh, she was a uh, a personality on the hip-hop station, and she is a big fan of Nicki Minaj. And she is also not a big fan of Donald Trump and has been very vocal in her distaste, this love, this like, this whatever, uh, for Mr. Trump and his politics and the way he's been playing things lately. So I knew those two hot topics would 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 hit well with her. So when I decided to to 
put that in my head when I try to get in contact with her. Unfortunately, her schedule did not allow for this week, so we'll get her in sometime between now and hopefully the end of the year, definitely a couple times next year. So that's my sort of wishy-washy explanation of why I didn't put in some of the top stories that were all over internets for this week into the conversation. Now, most times I'll just throw anything in there. Literally, we'll still see if there's a, a slot for it. If it hadn't been oversaturated with stories in a day, we'll toss in there and see what happens. This week, we pulled those two on purpose. I saw those, saw the reaction, and decided not to put them in to kind of gauge the waters. You can let me know how well that worked or how well that didn't work in comments. Just go to the website, thisistheconversation.com, thisistheconversation.com, and let me know how well we did, how well we are doing, and how we can get hopefully better and hopefully not so much worse. Once again, our Spotlight sponsor is Coffee for Less. You can see a great deal for what they give you, which is simply coffee, and it's simply for less, by going to our website, thisisaconversation.com slash coffee for less. And why do they keep popping up as such a great deal? And, of course, one of our big sponsors every week. Well, we drink a lot of coffee. The folks that helped me put this together, it's a team of two people plus me who work on the back end of This is a Conversation and we like coffee. So at home, in the home office, so the folks who work around, we make sure there's plenty of caffeinated things going on. Now, as we have been saying, the holiday seasons are coming, and you're probably looking for your needs to be taken care of for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for New Year's, for after New Year's, for all the holiday parties going between. And you'll see you'll probably need a lot of coffee to go with a lot of things going on. There's there's baked goods. There's um, good goods. There's meats. There's sweets. There's all sorts of stuff. And all around, there'll be plenty of sipping of coffees and teas and ciders and all that. And Coffee for Less has all that in any form you're looking for. If you're a carrot person, they have the K-Cups for whatever taste you have. If you're a whole bean person... They've got beans, they've got ground, they've got various different things, they've got packets, they've got instant, they've got full brew, they have machines to take care of your coffee needs. If you have a business and need an industrial-type coffee maker, they can hook you up with that as well. So we can hook you up with a great deal from Coffee for Less by going through our website. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash coffee for less, or, of course, click on the sponsors link and click on that sponsor or any of our big sponsors for this is a conversation. But right now, I need, I need, I need you to hear me about the great deal you get by checking out Coffee for Less via us because we know the world runs on coffee and they can help you take care of your coffee needs for a whole lot less money. We've been efficient on time today, so we'll do a very, very, very quick rundown of the top 10 stories before we go into the rest of the 15, the almost irrelevant story, and some in between, since we have a little extra time. We're working our best to make sure that we're tight, the ship is ready to go, and everything works out as best as possible. So says me, I guess. 
So going backwards from a 10 to 1, very quickly for the week stories, uh, the number 10 story was Seahawks cornerback Richard Sherman ruptures Achilles, Achilles tendon and is out for the season. Number 9, Blake Shelton named People's 2017 Sexiest Man Alive. Number 8, the South, the San Francisco, San Francisco Soccer Club that folded despite winning his championship in its inaugural season. Number 7, University of Tennessee firing its head coach Butch Jones after being blown out by Missouri. Three dead and many students injured after shooting in multiple locations in rural Northern California. That happened for the number six story. Sylvester Stallone being accused of sexually assaulting a teen in 1986, the number five story this week. The number four story, Governor Scott Walker eliminating Wisconsin's minimum hunting age. Number three, being a tourist arrested in Kazakhstan for wearing Borat mankinis in the streets. Number two, Tiffany's opening a four-floor cafe so you can have breakfast at Tiffany's for real. And the number one story for this week was Shayla Stiles. She is, or was in this case, a Hall of Fame porn star who died at the very young age of 35. Those were the top 10 stories for this week. Uh, Rounding out the top 15, the stories that didn't quite make it into the highlights, starting off with Joel Embiid, who was a big showing for the system, the the program, the, the plan, I guess you could say, that Philadelphia 76ers and the NBA had by stockpiling number one picks and then tanking another year to get another number one pick, then tanking another year to get another number one pick so that it'd have a bunch of young talent at some point that would just blow people out of the water. And that's what they have right now. Joel Embiid, who was drafted a few years ago, had to sit out a while for some injuries. And now the young 76ers are looking very great. In fact, in that game, the 76ers basically punked the Lakers Joel Embiid essentially punking uh, the new uh, drafted star for the Lakers, that being Lonzo Ball, who did not have such a great game. Meanwhile, uh, Mr. Embiid had numbers. The first time uh, somebody had a quadruple double of that that, that, uh, magnificent sense, uh, a guy named Julius Irving. Julius Irving, not Irving Magic Johnson, but Julius Dr. J. Irving played for the Nets. Um, so I said I said 76ers, but I meant the I meant the Nets. So yeah, I, I missed that up completely. Meanwhile, the number 12 story for the week sticks with basketball and sticks in the area with LeBron James, who's dubbed himself King James, of course, dubbing himself the King of New York after a pretty colossal win in uh, New York City at Madison Square Garden over the Knicks. However, they are still the Knicks. Uh, it is very early in the season. Uh, many people pointed out that it was really uh, Kyle Corver who really kind of came back in the fourth quarter to bring them back. And, well, just LeBron here is in general jumping on LeBron. That was a big deal for the weekend. And plus, uh, they still think that Christoph Porzingis is the real king of New York, even though he's still a little bit young on the rookie rookie wing. So we'll see how that works out on the grand scheme of things. But LeBron James, of course, taking some selfies, riding the subway with the hood on, just hanging out in New York City, I guess. Number 13 story of the week goes to Get Out in Jordan Peele's horror film, which really shocked a lot of people in its content. It essentially was a, an, an overt uh, call to, uh, to racism and classism in the story where a young black man is uh, essentially kidnapped and sold to be uh, used in a body snatcher type situation where an older white man would take over his body. Um, it was dubbed as a horror film, and, and when it came out, people were kind of weirded out that Jordan Peele, the comedian, was doing this film, and it got a lot of rave reviews. It was a very good movie. And now the movie may be up for some rewards. Great thing. 
Golden Globes may put it up in the comedy category. Not such a great thing. So even when we get some pub, uh, we get misunderstood there. We'll see how that goes as well. The number 14 story, also a media story, where Rupert Murdoch is interested in buying CNN. The Trump administration may force AT&T to sell uh, company assets as it's waiting for a big merge to come through with Time Warner, and one of the big pieces could be CNN. It might be because CNN is one of the banes of Trump's existence. It might just be because the FCC and the administration sees monopoly all over these things, and maybe they're trying to do something to nip it in the bud. We'll see how that comes up. Rupert Murdoch have actually been talking about buying CNN for a while. What if it would happen and what would happen to it? That's a big question mark there. Number 15 story actually stays British, believe it or not. Uh, a missing British explorer named Benedict Allen was found, quote-unquote, alive and well in Papua New Guinea. Now, an explorer who was meant to go uh, to another country, I believe it was Sweden, to give a speech, missed his flight and could not be found. And then a few days later, uh, through um, some tracking and some communication and back and forth, he was found, and we have proof of life, and he's actually doing pretty well, uh, hanging out with a group of um, natives about a few miles uh, away from an airfield, a well away from where he was. Now, the big issue is communication because the people, essentially it's a two-hour trek from where the man was and the local batch for communication. So communication was uh, has been a little spotty, but he should be back on his way back home and dealing with some issues with the wife on scaring the bejesus out of her and the family about being missing. But he's alive, he's well, he's fine. He's just hanging out with um, the natives, the real natives in, in the nation. Now, let's go to the almost irrelevant story of the week. This one in our st- stretch from Friday to Friday had the least amount of responses. And this one, in a landmark 3-2 to two vote, FCC relaxes rules limiting local media consolidation. What that means is a big thing for people in my industry. That means you can have more big companies buying more pieces of local media than there were in the past. There were a, a, a kind of a embargo on the amount of stations, the amount of um, TV stations and radio stations and, and newspapers, the amount of media that a certain company can own because they can essentially push an agenda. The reason why this is kind of a big deal in my industry, that means there's probably more of the bigger companies will buy out some more smaller companies. The reason why it's a big deal for you is there are some issues with some possible consolidation. The AT&T Time Warner one is, was just one example where big companies will control the mass majority of the medias in all the markets. And so they can push their agendas, their products, their, some, their whatevers. That's something to worry about. But this one did not get very much response for the week. We only compare it to the number one story. And the number one story, of course, 13,766% more engaged than that one but that's just how it goes now in no particular order at with the time we have left over we're going to go through a couple of different other stories liz smith the syndicated columnist uh, gossip columnist dies this week at the age of 94 bill gates who has a lot of money and is giving a lot of it away is giving one million one hundred million dollars should say directly for the study and fighting Alzheimer's disease. That one coming out this week as well. Uh, Shepard Smith of Fox News did something that may not be popular for his buddies. He actually debunked a story that the talking heads were jumping on. That was the Hillary Clinton scandal, the, the Uranium One sale deal. He essentially used news tactics and broke it down as a news story to tell people what exactly happened. Now, over the weekend, while the president was in China, 
UCLA was also in China as well, playing an exhibition game against, uh, I can't even remember the school that happens at this point, but three of the players for UCLA, the college players, including one of um, the Ball children, I believe it was uh, not LaMelo, not, obviously not Lonzo, uh, Leangelo Ball, I get the names confused, um, were picked up for shoplifting sunglasses from a Louis Vuitton store, I believe, just, just desiring sunglasses from a store in China. They were put on house arrest. They didn't get a chance to play in the game that weekend. Uh, they got held back when the team came back to the States. President Trump, of course, was in Asia for uh, an economic trip, essentially had a talk with the president of China. Uh, maybe he did have something to do with him, them getting released with no charges because they were facing possibly 10 years in a nation where 97 percent of convictions are essentially a done deal. If you get if you get charged, you go to jail 97 percent of the time. Not as bad as our justice system, but you can compare it from there. Of course, when Trump got back, he sent out a tweet saying those kids should thank me. Later, changing that to they should thank America or something, all kinds of whatever. If you missed it, and you probably did, there's a new nation, a new space nation called Asgardia, and it's barely there. It's right now there's a small a micro satellite that just has the data for the quote unquote citizens of Asgardia. There's nowhere in space for them to live. Um, they're essentially waiting for a platform such as the ISS to kind of start building on it, but they have plenty of grand designs and grand plans. And there's about 150,000 quote unquote citizens, people who signed the, the, the petition to be a part of it, and they're just waiting for a place to go, literally a place to go. We also lost John Hillerman, who, of course, played Higgins on Magnum P.I. That's a sad thing there. Uh, A study coming out saying that 52% of workers did not get a raise in the last year. And that's something that is really big on the minds of the folks in Washington on Capitol Hill who are dealing with this tax thing right now, trying to get people more money, even though the tax plan from this angle looks like it gives more money to people who have lots and lots of money already. We also lost this week uh, Hall of Fame second baseman Bobby Doerr at the age of 99. As you can see, we're not quite as organized with this week. Well, we didn't expect to have this much time, so that's how it goes. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Al Franken and Al Franken's uh, revelation that happened for about 20 or so years ago, uh, back when he was on a USO tour, before he ran for Congress, before he ran for government, only two years or so, he was doing a USO tour, and he did some inappropriate touching and kissing and groping of his um, co-worker there, and even took some photos uh, beyond her knowledge while she was asleep uh, doing some pretty stupid things. He's getting wrapped up in the whole thing with uh, the Weinstein thing. We're finding a lot of rats, as we say, coming out of the woodwork when the light's being shown on whatever. Ezekiel Elliott uh, has given up his his um, appeal to his suspension. He's going to sit out all six of his games and just deal with it. He sat out one game last week, five more games to come, and he'll be ready for the playoffs should the Cowboys make it. We're assuming they're going to. Uh, rapper Little Peep died at the age of 21, suspected drug overdose. Another young person, a young rapper upcoming in the game. I had no idea who he was, but uh, apparently he was getting lots of popularity. But right now, of course, we're mourning his loss at the age of 21. Big issue popping up uh, with the Keystone Pipeline, where a little bit of a leak shutting the whole gosh darn thing down. A lot of issues with the Keystone Pipeline and people dealing with the environmental uh, issues that could uh, come about if something like this happened. Well, apparently something like this happened. And there you go. 
Uh, we are uh, dealing with the shutdown of the whole thing. We'll see how that goes down in a bit. Zimbabwe's military seizes state TV and supposedly caused a coup on the uh, the nation. Uh, Robert Mugabe, who is the president of Zimbabwe because he's a strong man in the general and probably had people killed, uh, was not seen for days. He finally appeared on Zimbabwe TV yesterday. Uh, all is well. He apparently seems to still be in control of the nation or at least is still being seen by the nation as being in control. They didn't want to give up that illusion, if not. But uh, that is something that happened for folks who are into Zimbabwe, into the international politics of weird things like that. And there's a lot of weird things in that one. Speaking of weird, Donald Trump was sentenced to death by the North Korean government for insulting Kim Jong-un while he was in the uh, in the Asia-Pacific tour he said a couple things and it was weird because he was really kind of mild manner and cool about a bunch of stuff until he had a one-off on on kim jong-un and bam there you go so the government of north korea have sentenced him to death but you know first they have to actually get him to north korea that's going to be the harder part Cards Against Humanity, the uh, card game that um, is very popular among young people that's known for being not exactly nice, but it's how it it rolls. Every year has a big stunt for fundraising for the holidays. This year, their stunt needed your help or is going to help you out in the process. They bought a big chunk of land right on the Mexico-United States border, and they are preparing to sue, if necessary, to keep uh, the wall from being put on that land. We'll see how well that actually works out. But all the people who got into the deal, 15 bucks for their promotion, are getting uh, my seven, six or seven bags of goodies, good stuff. They always do this to raise little funds towards the end of the year, and they give out great things and always do something that is a hoot. Meanwhile, the hoot is over for this week's Weekly wrap Podcast. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. Thank you so much for being a part of everything going on. Follow us on social media so you can be a part of all of our voting. And of course, share it with a friend, share it with some enemies, share it with some random strangers so we have the best people in the conversation. Until next week, we'll be back for more great conversations and more great news stories with you. 